chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding round him and listening to the word of God. They saw at the water's edge two boats, left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signalled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything and followed him. This is God's word and he'll speak to us through it. Now, if you do have your Bible there, please do turn back to Luke chapter 5 as we look um, at this passage this morning. Now, I have a couple of questions to ask you um, before we begin uh, looking at our passage today. Uh, the first question is, how many British football teams do you find in the Bible? British football teams, Corinthians, yes, I know, they play in Brazil. Okay, how many do you find, Alistair? One, okay, one football team, British football team in the Bible. You might have thought it was wolves. We know that, you know, in the King James Bible, there's a mention of wolves. There might even be a mention of Arsenal in the King James Version. But we all truly know there's one team mentioned in the Bible, and that is Queen of the South. And Queen of the South, they used to have, uh, it used to be, uh, the name of their website used to be the only team of the, in the Bible.com. That's what it used to be, um, because that was the only thing they were truly famous for. Now, the second thing I want to ask you this morning is how many sports do you find in the Bible? How many sports do you find? I was having a think about this uh, this week, and th- there's not many. I can't really think of any sports in the Bible. You, you see David with his sling at Goliath, well, maybe hammer throwing or something, I don't know. You see people running. There's lots of kind of runners, isn't there? Uh, with uh, Elijah, for example. We, we have some fishing that we see in our passage today. Is that a sport or is it a pastime? Well, I suppose there is kind of fishing that's for sport, but really... In our passage today, it's really for livelihood, isn't it? They caught fish to eat. They needed them to survive. So it's more about livelihood 
uh, than sport. So all we need to see is sport doesn't really appear very much in the Bible, or certainly I can't think of, of many sports. And if you have thought of a sport, you need to tell me afterwards, okay? I'd love to, love to hear it. Now our passage today may not seem very linked to sport, other than an oblique reference to fishing, if it is a sport, but it does contain sporting themes. Themes of losing and disappointment and winning and success. So let's have a look at our passage today. The first thing I want you to see is that we see in this passage the frustration of failure. In our passage, we see that Simon and the other fishermen were repairing and cleaning their nets. And they have endured a frustrating night's work. They have worked hard all night, as it says in verse 5a, and they've caught nothing. They've caught absolutely nothing. And it must have been really frustrating, especially if you're relying on fishing for being your livelihood, to go out and the night time was the best time for catching fish and you go out and you catch nothing. And if you think about it, sport can be a bit like that, can't it? If you remember sports in your youth, you're still doing sport now, you, you train hard, you sacrifice, you, you dedicate yourself, you, you prepare thoroughly, but then you lose. You play better than your opponents, you create better chances, but they end up winning. That's sometimes the way that sport goes, isn't it? And going beyond that, life can be a bit like that too, isn't it? Sometimes you, you can do your best, but you don't get what you feel you deserve. You worked really hard for that, that ideal promotion. And yet when it comes to the interview process, it's the other person that gets the job. Perhaps in your love life, you think you've found the, the ideal partner, but they don't agree. And so you're left on your own. You place money into a sound investment opportunity, but it turns out to be far from sound. You find your ideal home. And yet when you go to buy it, you're gazumped. And someone comes in and gets it. Life sometimes can be frustrating, can't it? And sometimes in our life we deal with disappointment. And we deal with failure. I want you to see in the second part, uh, half of our incident here in our passage from verse 4 onwards, we read of apparent success apparent success. And what I want to think about is the superficiality of success. Because in verse 4, we see that the fishermen accept Jesus' expected advice about fishing. Remember, the, the boat has been put out a little bit from uh, the shore, and uh, the boat belonging to, to Simon. And Jesus is there teaching the people uh, from the boat, perhaps telling them a parable uh, or we don't know what kind of teaching it was. But then after he's finished speaking, he says to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Now, they might be thinking here, hold on, Jesus. We know, we know that you are a carpenter in your background. 
We know that you're a rabbi. We know that you're a teacher. But what do you know about fishing? You should know, Jesus, that the best time for fishing is not during the day. It's at night. And yet, Simon and the other fishermen decide, okay, Jesus is saying, we're going to go out to the deep water, we're going to put down our nets, and we're going to take a catch. And so they cast out their nets at the wrong time of the day. They cast them out in the morning. And the result was as unexpected. And it was remarkable. Because when they put down their nets, they land this this huge catch. And the nets begin to break. A a second boat is needed to help bring in the catch. And and both boats are are full of fish. And they're near to sinking. It's it's the catch of of a lifetime. If you ever speak to a fisherman, my grandfather was a great fisherman. He loved fishing. And he would tell stories about, you know, the biggest fish that he caught. Or the biggest fish that got away, usually. Fishermen tell about these great catches that they've had. This catch would have been spoken about all round the Sea of Galilee. Wow! Do you hear about that catch? They needed two boats to bring it in. The boats were just about to sink. Catch of a lifetime. Simon will become a fishing legend. Do you hear about Simon? What catch that was. But then two remarkable things happen. You see these in verses 8 to 11. Firstly, when Peter sees the catch, all these fish, he starts talking spiritually. That's really interesting, isn't it? He sees all these fish that they've caught. And Simon says, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Why the change? He should be delighted. Look at all these fish we've caught. We didn't catch anything all night. But he understands something spiritual is going on. That Jesus is someone who is special. And so Peter, in the presence of Jesus, understanding that Listen, we as fishermen could not have brought in such a catch as that. He suddenly understands something about who Jesus is and who he is. And he says, I'm a sinful man. Lord, get away from me. But the second remarkable thing here is once the astonishing catch is ashore, we see this in verse 9, did you notice that Simon left it? That's quite something, isn't it? He's abandoned the catch of a lifetime. That's quite a thought, isn't it? Here was Peter at his most successful as a fisherman, and yet at the very point of success, what does he do? He leaves it behind and he follows Jesus. That's quite something, isn't it? It's a bit like going to the Kilmarnock match against our broth, the very second last day of the season, you know, and leaving before the final whistle. Why would you do that? At the very point of success. And yet that's what Peter does. In sport, success can seem or can be superficial. Whether a supporter or a player, success can, can be something that, that is achieved in one moment and then is taken away in, in another. 
This has been a great season for Kilmarnock. They, they've won the championship. Last year was terrible. They got relegated. Who knows what next season will, will take us up and down and up and down. Can't rest in our laurels. You see, victory is needed in the next game, the next final, the next season. And the happiness of success only comes when success comes. It's not happiness that lasts. It's conditional. Conditional on success. It's happiness. It's not joy. You see, joy is deeper, isn't it? Joy lasts. Joy is not lost in the, in the storms of life. Joy is when the nets are bursting with fish and when the nets are empty. That's what joy is. And in life generally, we might gain all that we hope for. We may achieve all our goals. I remember speaking to someone recently, they said, I've achieved my life's goal. I've bought a Mercedes Benz. Good for you. Is that really going to give us lasting joy? Is it really going to give us lasting peace? Is it going to give personal purpose for our life? You see, neither the ideal home, job, car, partner, status, wealth. None of those things in and of themselves are the answer to life's big questions. The questions like, why am I here? Where am I going to? How can I find lasting meaning and, and personal contentment? How can I deal with guilt? What's life about? Lasting joy. Inner peace. Personal purpose do not come from the things of this world. And at this moment of his greatest success, Simon the fisherman left what he had achieved to follow Jesus. He heard the call of Jesus and he followed Jesus. And what I want you to see this morning is that Simon in verse 11 in our passage did what many others have done since. He chose to follow Jesus. And it's part of the process. You see, I want you just to go through the passage again and see how Peter is being led on a journey here. You see, in verse 1, we see the proclamation. We see that the Word of God is, is drifting round Simon Peter. In verse 3, we see participation. Jesus simply asks to use one of the boats. It happens to be Simon's boat. Then there's direction in, in verse 4 where, where Jesus speaks directly to Simon and says, put out your nets into the, into the deep water. Go and fish there. In verse 5, there, there's recognition. Simon does what Jesus asks because, because Jesus says so. In verses 6 to 7, we see consternation. You see, the result of all, this, all these fish is amazement, excitement, confusion, and lots of fish. In verses 8 and 9, there is confession. As Simon sees all these fish, he confesses his unworthiness in the presence of Jesus. And then in verse 10, there's commission. Jesus points to a different focus in life for Simon. You are a fisherman, but I will make you a fisher of men. 
And then in verse 11, there's submission. Simon submits to Jesus' call, and he follows him. So I want you to see how there is a process for Peter to follow, how Jesus has drawn him in and drawn him in to a certain point where Peter says, hold on, Jesus, there's something here I don't understand. And before, my life has just been about fish, but now it's about something greater. It's about following you, and it's about fishing for people. He's been on a journey. Now, of course, some people come to find God's love in Christ via a kind of Damascus Road type of experience, don't they? Where suddenly God moves in someone's life and they suddenly become a follower of Jesus. But for most of us, it's a process, isn't it? We come to know Jesus in a way that's a process. And looking at Luke chapter 5 and verses 1 to 11 and thinking of Simon, Perhaps you need to ask, where am I in this process? Where where am I on this this journey in Christian faith? Do you want to move nearer to following Jesus? And if not, what, what stops you? Are you on that process? Are you on that road? So today, let's realize that sport and life can sometimes be very frustrating. And maybe as you come to worship today, you're frustrated in your life. Maybe you look back at your life, I wish I'd done that. Never had that opportunity. Maybe you feel you've been let down by God in your life. Frustration. But I want you also to see that apparent success can be quite superficial. Peter had the best catch of his life. Did it fulfill him? It didn't. Maybe you know in your life, you know, I really wanted this job. But when you got that job, it didn't fulfill you. You realized there was something beyond. I want you to see this morning that God in Jesus Christ offers us something beyond our hopes and expectations, something deep, something real, something lasting. Jesus came to to earth, to to live, to die, to, to rise again, and to make people like us know the power of God's love and his salvation. So how do we respond today to this passage? Do we say to Jesus, look, Jesus, I've just had the catch of my life. I'm going to stay here and count all my fish. Is that what we're doing? Or do we say with Simon Peter, Lord, I'm a sinful man. I'm a sinful woman. I know that you are Lord of all. I know that you are great. And when you call Lord Jesus, I want to follow. I want to follow you. Because I tell you this morning, if Kilmarnock won the Premier League next year and then won the Champions League the year after is that going to bring fulfilment for me? Of course it isn't. Is it going to bring fulfilment for the players? Of course it isn't. If you get the best job in the world is that going to bring fulfilment in your life? Of course it isn't. 
of following Jesus. It will bring you fulfillment. It will bring you a purpose in your life. Because as Jesus called Simon Peter to be a fisher of men, so each one of us, when we come to know God's love, are called to be fishers of people, to share the good news of the gospel. You see, you may follow a sport. You might follow a team or a club. But it's only in following Jesus that God's amazing grace and everlasting life can transform you and bring you peace with God, purpose in life, joy within. If you hear Jesus' call to you today, do you step out in faith? And do you follow him? Because that's the challenge. Are you counting your fish? Or are you following Jesus?